looking wrong. This is Mad Dog, man. And uh, I'd like to recite your poem. It's called Shit. Shit. Oh, what a word. What a beautiful, beautiful word. Like poo, feces and turd. It's not like life when it all goes wrong. It's like shit. Oh, what a word. What a beautiful, beautiful word. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. Well, Wacker, uh, you are definitely very lucky that you do not have to be in the same room as I am today. You're, you're lucky that you're being, More than we're, usual. We're being separated via Skype. Because you do not want to be in the same room. I'm assuming by my Sherlock Holmesian deductive reasoning that there's some sort of a body odor issue going on. Yes. Yes, yes. It's very perceptive, <laughs> Sherlock. Why else would I not want to be in the same room as you? You're such I, a almost, I almost could around. say, yes, shit, Sherlock, because there's a lot. <laughs> my girlfriend um, is, she bet me, kind of dared me, but is more or less making me do a total body cleanse with her I was, I, she's making you actually use soap nowadays <laughs> and take a shower like every day exactly it's been a long time since i've, I've done been that. doing i've been doing that total body cleanse every day for a while well, it hasn't worked for you i get well. all the crevices i have a washcloth no, have you I'm, heard about i have these... a different washcloth for my ass and then a separate one for my face you know, you know wankily have you ever heard of these hippie colonics you yes. heard about these things it's it's just a ba- it's basically like some kind of like uh, homeopathic ramit cocktails cocktail of just a bunch of different like herbs and shit that they make you take and it's supposed to just like right right but when you say when you say colonic people are gonna think that you're ramming this up your ass which I I'm assuming is not but the it case. cleans out your ass whatever it's called what is that called the it, it, it cleanses out your colon. Isn't that what a colon is? There's a different word for that. It's a di- not a diuretic. I'm, I'm, a diuretic? I'm, <laughs> colon cleanser. Let's, let's call, call it that. that. Anyway, she wanted to do this because she said she, we've both been partying too much and we clean our, cleanse ourselves of impurities. I've been making fun of her about it. Then she bet me that I couldn't handle it for seven days. And I was like, you know what? I could do this. I could do this. Who cares? I mean, I work from home. It's, so this is some sort of a tea that you're drinking. It's it's a tea liquid. It, it's a liquid, and then it involves like six pills that you have to take throughout the day. You're not supposed to drink alcohol. You're not supposed to smoke. You're really supposed to like <laughs> cleanse yourself. You know what? Basically, so it's kind of like chemical castration is what she really asked you. To you know do. what it really is? Do you have to. Do you also have to go shop for drapes a lot and maybe like <laughs> go shoe shopping? Well, I have to try on her bras. I don't know. They said that's because my breasts are enlarging. You know when I take uh-huh. no, but you know yeah. what? Really, honestly, what it is? It's a laxative. That's all it is. Because I've shat today nine times, and it's just constant. It's constant. Like you'll sit there and be like, "Is that a fart?" No, that's definitely not a fart. I gotta go. Well, what's coming out of this? It's point? just liquid. It's like liquid, kind of dark black, dark brown, black, just liquid diarrhea. 
just shooting out of my ass. Right. It, and you know, I mean, I'll t- maybe you don't know, but I'll tell you. <laughs> so, I mean, there's some kind of a dye product in the pill. It must be. It must be because it's also kind of yeah. greenish too. Well, but they want to give people the impression, like, look at all this disgusting filth that was in my butthole. They're like, these are the impurities. Like, yeah, it's your it's your butthole. It's supposed to be kind of. It's supposed to be full of shit. Well, like, these are. The, it's not impurities. It's it's dye in the pill that you keep taking. But they want to make you feel that these are the impurities yeah. that you're cleansing cleansing right. yourself from. But it's like seriously, honest, honestly, I can say that diarrhea has just been pouring from my anus like a McDonald's chocolate milkshake dispenser. It's just just straight out. Just, there's no. Yeah. There's no stopping. It's it's not even like it's it's periodic diarrhea bouts, but it's not there's something I can predict. So I'm just warning you right now that my ass is a ticking diarrhea bomb. And it can go off well, at any second. The beauty of podcasting, <laughs> if you have to run to the bathroom, we can stop. Well, I'm just saying that uh maybe we should have a code word. Maybe something like um if at any time I just say Shia LaBeouf, you'll know that I got to <laughs> run and have diarrhea, okay? Are you going to say it in that calm of a manner, or is it going to be like, Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> I think it's going to be something along the lines of that. Like, we'll be just talking, and all of a sudden I'm like, Shia LaBeouf! And then I'm out. I'm yeah. out, then we'll and wait, we and then we'll resume podcasting when I come back, okay? I, I actually just started taking a, an antibiotic today, which is also the first thing it says on the on the warning label, is that, you know, most common side effect is diarrhea. So have you been what, um, what what are you taking an antibiotic for? Are you sick or something? You 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 still you look oh, well, pale. Well, first of all, I I contracted a hernia <laughs> the other day. Did, tell me well, you no, did I mean, not. I had it for I was I was diagnosed with a hernia. That's tell me problem. you did not get this I, at my brother's bar. No, I didn't. Get okay, it that's good bar. to know. That would be more of a rectal problem. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I wouldn't try. I wouldn't try and lift your brother if that's what you're implying. But there's a lot of bending and lifting going on there. And, it's probably true. I wouldn't know. Um, but then it, you don't actually take an antibiotic for a hernia. You get surgery, which is uh, scheduled for the end of next month. I might have to skip a show. How how did you I know? Take this as an opportunity to skip a show. Wackily, I, I, there's no excuse. But how how did you find out you had a hernia? Like everyone says, is that the same thing as like you you push too hard when you're moving your bowels? I think that you, there's a million ways you can give yourself one, and that's probably one of them. Coughing really hard, sneezing, obviously lifting heavy things, which you're yeah, familiar with. Yeah, but you do. With. You have very little physical activity. I mean, oh, seriously, yeah, yeah. like. But I think I've had it. I think I've had it for a long time. Lifting the Xbox so, controller, you know, finding right. the remote—that's pretty much the extent of it. I guess going and buying. <laughs> it's beer. not really. It's not really a repetitive stress thing, <laughs> so you can't really blame those activities because they aren't very strenuous i think it's probably coughing or or taking a giant well like well you better watch out actually because i think take squeezing uh pushing on your shit too hard could probably but there's no pushing with me i just it's like a faucet it's just you know as soon as it comes it's just running right, down my leg but still there, there i mean there's probably a lot of grunting and uh, like you know just getting it out as fast as possible i guess is what i'm saying yeah do you really just let it trickle out no, no, but I mean, it, it doesn't it's a even horror matter. show. It's, you want to get out of there as soon as possible. It, it pours. It just like it pours out of my anus. It's not like there's no chunks. But, but you still, you're doing your best to just get out of there as quickly. as I have possible. to it's stop not a leisure, it sometimes. Leisurely and there's some strain there. There you, you know. Go. Anyway, so you think that's what causes? Don't give yourself a hernia. You might want to wear like one of those uh, back brace belts while you're shooting. Well, it sounds like you need that. I mean, I, I don't have a hernia here, but how did you know you had a hernia? Because I had this vague pain in my 
in my testicular groinal right side for that was gradually building up over like I said the probably the course of like multiple years and then finally got really bad I think after I sat stuck in a cramped coach seat on an 11 hour flight back from uh Europe Frankfurt wow so that's how I got it but that's not the antibiotic story because then this week I was like in my office. See, it hurts when I sit down because you're like compressing your fucking ball sack area when you sit down. It's not natural at all. Chairs have not been around for very much of human history. I don't know if you knew that. I, I still think this is some kind of butt plug incident that went awry, but that's okay. I'm- it's not in, but but it's not in the asshole. It's more of a pitcher type of. Uh, it's more of a pitcher ailment than a yeah, catcher. Yeah, I'm thinking ailment. maybe you inserted something in there and then you're forcing it out and during the forcing of it oh, out. That might be. You know. That would be plausible, yeah. I guess. Uh, you made me lose anyway, my place. Okay, antibiotic. Um, oh, well, so I was, I've, I've been sitting in this because they weren't able to get me in for surgery like the next day, even though I'm in pain. They couldn't schedule it for like six weeks out. So I've been sitting in these strange positions at work. And I've been leaning on my elbow to sort of take my weight off my torso. And then I got Popeye elbow. Wait, wait, I was wondering then, about that. Cause it's like you have this like big red swollen like bump on your Popeye elbow. Popeye elbow. Yeah, not Popeye forearms. Don't get me wrong. But if you look at Popeye's elbows, they're like it's this big bump that comes out. It's like the size of a – well, it's a little bit down now, but it was like the size of a grapefruit. Jesus. And then it got in, then it got infected, so now it's all – hot and red and now my whole arm is sort of red and apparently i have some nasty bacterial infection which they've given me antibiotics for which might give me the shits i haven't experienced it yet like i said this is still up in the air but remember this if the bacteria eats my arm off i could be a candidate for a hook oh wait wait so there's a Good possibility that the bacteria might infect your arm. You're going to have to have it removed. I don't know. I mean, bacteria is a hell of a thing from, like, the movies I've watched, isn't it? Jesus, Wackily, you're falling to pieces. We take a week off from doing the podcast, and here you are falling to pieces. Well, I finally had time to take care of my medical issues with you with the the weeks off we had. Well, that, that's what I was wondering. I mean, it's like you know, we we had a. I, I went to Michigan for a wedding, and uh, I was in Chicago yeah. for my uh, father's unveiling. So we had to pre-record a couple shows here. So you get a week off. I come back here, and I find your out- father's headstone. Un- your father's headstone unveiling, by the way. Yeah, not his unveiling. Well, it's, it's okay. It's a, yeah. We're, we're not like digging, <laughs> exhuming his corpse, and then showing it to everybody and say, "Here he is." He's not. He's not in a big glass case like Kim Il-sung. I assume that everybody knew what I meant by the term. But yes, this is what Jews do when there's a funeral a year later. You unveil the stone to everybody, and you got to go back to the part to the, the cemetery and have another service. It's it's quite, yeah, it's quite a um, a uh, pleasing ceremony there. Um, okay. Yeah, stark reminder of all the grief that you suffered the year before, which you get to suffer again, which is nice. Jews like to grieve. Jews do like to grieve about everything. So, and and not only that, bitch about like the the amount of grass growing over your your the other stones and just uh, just everything. Mm. It's yeah, it was a big Megillah. But so, can you give me a rough estimate of the amount of oys that were uh, pronounced? Well, I would say most of the oys were due to the ninety-eight degrees that it was in Chicago, 
And <laughs> just you, just you personally, how many did you let? Well, fall? I let. I, Boy, <laughs> there were a lot of like, oh, how much longer do we have to stand here? There's a lot of that coming from me. How much of my third favorite um, Jewish saying? I cut his cheese for lunch so much. <laughs> there was that, but insert white fish instead of cottage cheese. Oh, okay. That, that, I thought it was a dairy. Yeah, I heard that a couple times. Um, but yes, uh, yeah. But so so we're we're in Chicago. That's why we took a took a week off. And then um, mm-hmm. my sister came up with this great idea, saying, "You know what? Since we're here for, you know, I guess it is." You know the the memory of my father and everything, but it's still like a trying, difficult, uh, emotional thing to have to 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 re, you know to, to re-experience. So my sister's like, you sure, know what? Of course. We should go and just leave all this pent up stress and go to Cedar Point. And to those of you, you remember Cedar Point? Yeah. To those of you that don't and the know, sunglasses go on. Hell yeah! And the car starts up, and the top comes down, and you leave the cemetery on your way to fun. It down. becomes a Simon family road trip adventure, is what it does, because it was the whole family that was there. It was uh, my sister, Big Jer, mm-hmm. my brother, and myself driving from Chicago to Sandusky, Ohio, to go to the best amusement park in the world. Has to be, don't you think? Was was Lindsey Buckingham playing in the the soundtrack in the car the whole time? A couple times, a couple times. Then we yeah. uh, then awesome. we switched out a little. We had like this Gilbert and Sullivan uh, CDs <laughs> collection. So we, <laughs> well, you got to play some Michael Jackson as you drive through Gary, Indiana. No, we were playing there. We were, I think there was like a good assortment of uh, '80s hits that were going on, mm-hmm. like driving on the freeway. You know, in a pink Cadillac. Mm-hmm. That was going on. Right. Of love. A pink Cadillac, pink Cadillac of, love. of love. Yeah. It, no, I mean, this could have been a John Hughes movie, but there was, a, you right. know, just a solid Jewish cast, um, some irritable bowel syndrome, and uh, a very ornery brother that does not deal well with heat whatsoever. I was actually quite really? surprised that he chose to go to Cedar Point to begin with. What was his other option? Would have been to fly back from Chicago. Well, that's what I thought he was going to do because we, you know, we had this yeah. plan to go to Cedar Point, and I mean, it's been years since I've been to Cedar Point. I haven't been there since I was, I, don't know, I think, like sixteen. So it's been like twenty years. I mean, when's the last time you went there? Oh yeah, like twenty years, probably I mean, ninety ninety six. I think it was. Is that twenty? That's not even twenty. I think the. It's less than 20. I gotta say, like, the Iron Dragon, I think, was the newest ride since the last time I was there. Oh, I love the Iron Dragon. Yeah, and, you know, they, they have many <laughs> other rides. And so, it, it's difficult to go to a theme park. It's hot, because it's in the summer. There's lines of at least, right. I mean, a 45-minute wait, at least. Usually an hour and a half, you know. Well, let, let me make a further point here to distinguish something for normal people. When I go to Cedar Point, and you were with Big Jer, right? Your sister's boyfriend. Big Jer, my sister. Longtime companion. Me and my brother. And I'm sure Jer is of my mentality. I'm wearing shorts, flip-flops, a, a, a novelty t-shirt that's barely even a t-shirt. You know, it's so th- a th- the material is so thin, and it's maybe a tank top of variety. But you, on the other hand, and I don't know what you're your sister, but probably you and Jeff, Jeffrey, you're wearing some type of goth uniform, right? Well, Jeff... Goth, gay biker uniform. I guess, okay, I was doing the, the gay vampire look. Jeff is doing the gay biker look. <laughs> no, but, the Vince Noir sort of no, thing. I was wearing my on. tight, skinny black jeans, and I was wearing a long-sleeve uh, cowboy shirt because I don't like to get sunlight on the yeah. ink. 
obviously. Yeah. I don't, you know. But, I mean, there is something called sunscreen. You, you definitely, when you go to Cedar Point, you definitely want to be more Howard Moon, less Vince Noir. Yeah, but you know you what, though? Really okay, well, then you should go tell that to the Iranian women wearing their burqas. Because there are women, like, decked out in full burqas, and they weren't <laughs> bitching. The entire black beekeeper outfit. Yeah, like ninja. Beekeeper, beekeeper and ninja morning. outfits. Walking around. I was like, beekeeper in morning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the queen, she died. But my brother, <clears throat> so, you know, I kind of brought that on myself. I knew it was going to be hot, but whatever. I was like, you know, I'm not going to get sun on my skin and fade my tattoos. So I'm just going to deal I, with I it. Will, I will give you that and say for the fans that you do suffer for fashion silently you keep it I, I wasn't bitching I about it whereas my brother right. i just don't think my brother really thought ahead like you know had you know had planned ahead as to what he was going to endure at cedar point maybe it's been so long since he'd been there but i think he thought it was going to be like you know te- a temperate climate and you know a couple people walking around a five minute wait for rides and uh you know and, then, and that's how you enjoy it and then you go and have like a nice cool beverage you know, but it's it's not like that. The place is fucking crowded, and it's. I'm sure this. I'm sure this isn't true, but I have to ask. He hasn't. I mean, he lives and work. He's lived and worked in the gay theme park of the Castro for so long. Is he confused about thinking that an actual theme park is like the Castro? Like it's all just going to be gay bars and air conditioning and fruity cold drinks with umbrellas and stuff. I mean, quite possible. Probably you know, not. I, right? I think they actually maybe they have like a gay day at Cedar Point, so maybe he was hoping it would be gay day there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. No, I, you know, I think it is. I just think it's been so long since he had been to like a, an amusement park like that that he didn't even really plan ahead. Like he was just like, ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't bring shorts or flip flops, so he's wearing jeans oh, and like Jeffrey. biker boots. And like uh, yeah, like a T-shirt, and he didn't put any sunscreen on, and, and so like just to make a long story short, basically by the time we walk through the parking lot, this massive parking lot, all the way to the entrance of Cedar Point, my brother wanted the to, parking lot is gigantic. It's huge. My brother wanted to leave. That was it, and he was he was just like I this sucks. I don't want to go here. Let's go. And then he was like, yeah, proceeded to get into a bit of a fight with the family because we just paid 50 bucks a piece and we just got to the theme park. We're not going to just turn around and leave. Well, you should have brought him a frozen banana right there. <laughs> That's exactly what Cedar he Point, Cedar Point's famous for its frozen banana. You could have bought him two. You could have said, eat one, do whatever you want with the other one, cool yourself down. You know what? That, that might have been a good idea. You know, I, I suggested that he go to a bar because there are bars there, or a restaurant that has yeah, air conditioning right. and... Uh, or maybe go to Soak City, which is the uh, you know the adjacent water park, and right. um, yeah, basically he just uh, just kind of got really upset and stormed off, and we were like, all right, we'll meet you back here around the entrance, like at uh, eight, and so we didn't see him for uh, about seven hours, but we went on oh. all the rides, and I gotta say, Cedar Point's definitely uh, um, definitely changed. I mean, th- you know what's interesting. Yes, Cedar Point's changed over the years, the past 20 years, two decades since I've been there. They, I mean, they have some brilliant, new, crazy roller coasters. But there are a lot of things sure, that yeah. stayed the same. I mean, things... Well, the frozen bananas, for a while. Well, the frozen I bananas hope. are still there. A little background yeah. real quick. Uh, Cedar Point is a 364-acre amusement park in Sandusky, Ohio, which is a town that you'd have, you'd have no reason to go to unless you're going to Cedar Point. 
There's really nothing in Sandusky. Well, similar to Orlando and Disney World. Yeah, I guess there's no reason to go to Orlando either. Although, doesn't Orlando have like no. a uh, sports team? Well, yeah, but they only have a sports team because it's such a that's a big town because of all the Disney crap that's there. Yeah, Sandusky. I, I don't even know what else is there other than like uh, an Applebee's. And Cedar Point. <laughs> I'm sure there's some type of like steel mill, or it's on the it's on the Great Lake of one. But of them. Cedar Point <laughs> is the only amusement park with four roller coasters that are tall taller than 200 feet, and it also has more wow. rides than in any other amusement park. It seems like every year they just add a new one. So and I'm not. Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of have like OCD about just having the most roller coasters ever. Right. Yeah, no, they do, and they always kind of are, uh, you know, they they, they always kind of um, are uh, trailblazers in the way, in the sense that they always like get the the biggest, baddest, fastest roller coaster before anyone else has it. Right. I mean, they, yeah, like and di- like to, for comparison, everybody knows what Disney World is, right? But Disney World's really about like Mickey and Donald and the fucking Little Mermaid. Yeah. That's what the focus. They have a couple of roller coasters, but Cedar Point's really about making you shit your pants. A, a, a pure fear. They should, <laughs> I mean, it really does. Their mascot should be Mr. Hank. Or just some soggy underwear, you know? It's just <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Right. Hey, kids. <laughs> I'm Sogstromson, the soggy underwear. <laughs> you know, actually. Remember to stop at the. Remember to stop at my little underwear depot for a clean pair if you saw yours a couple times throughout the day. They could have used my sister's underwear, actually, for that. But here... <laughs> we don't want you to get a rash. <laughs> here are the things that I've seen that have not changed at Cedar Point in the past 20 years. Number one, there are still pregnant women smoking while in line for the roller coasters. <laughs> Even the Demon Drop? Do they still have that Actually, one? Demon Drop's not there anymore. But like, it, what blows oh. my mind is... An expectant mother, like a mother who's eight months pregnant, should probably not be riding the Magnum. It's probably just not no. a good idea, even though... I'm- a long drop that's like, <laughs> uh, you know, ended by a sharp upswing the, is not good. Yeah, or the much. Gemini. But, the, but furthermore, you'd see these women in line for these roller coasters and smoking. And I saw that yeah. 20 years ago, and that still has not changed. I gotta say, though, did, did anybody say anything? No, no one would. That's why the Midwest is great. But do you want to get punched out? Because it's by like, her? do it. No, because it's like, do what the fuck you want. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I, I think less of you, and I wouldn't do it, and I wouldn't let my wife or sister or daughter do it. But you know what? More power to you. <laughs> Number two, you still see some of the world's shittiest tattoos. I saw one oh, yeah. on this guy's arm of just this really faded Tasmanian devil, Taz, holding a U.S. flag while riding the demon drop. I mean, this guy had been nice. to Cedar Point so many times that he actually got one of the rides tattooed on his arm. See, I told you the Demon Drop was the OG ride. Yeah, yeah, that was the old school ride. And there were lots of... Uh, That's where they just they hang you up in the air and they just let you free fall in this cage for like 16 stories. Yeah, and you just fall straight down. Um, there are lots of 9-11 never forget tattoos too. Um, number yeah. three here, there are a lot of men who are significantly smaller in size than their spouses. You see a lot of that. You know, like you see that skinny Hessian with just this wife or girlfriend that's like 300 pounds. And you... More cushion for the pushing, bro. (laughs) But you know what's funny is there are a lot of... Actually, she's the only girl who would date me, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You're talking about white people, right? Uh, But you know what's funny? You're talking about white people, right? There there are a lot of... um, 
there are a lot of, uh, of women who were, not a lot, but I'd say I saw it twice, actually, which seems to be kind of a lot, that were literally too big, too physically large to ride the rides. And they had a sign right. there that said, uh, there's a sign that said, no expectant mothers are allowed on this ride. And number two, it said, if your physical characteristics prevent the seatbelt from functioning properly, you're not allowed to ride the ride. And so they, there are mm. a couple ladies there that they had to bust out the seatbelt extender still would not work. Mm. I don't know. And then they walk away in shame. Yeah, well, everyone's like sitting there in the roller coaster like, come on. And then she has to like get pulled out and just kind of walk the walk of shame. You just feel bad. It's kind of like that movie, uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. It's very similar. <laughs> um, my, favorite, uh, my favorite thing at Cedar Point that still has not changed is parents are still trying to sneak their children onto dangerous roller coasters and almost fighting with the staff when they won't let them ride it. It's like, dude, no, oh, yeah. but th- these kids are like three. That the three-year-old cannot fit in that chair. The seatbelt is too big for that kid, and yet the listen here, <laughs> <laughs> my kid's very mature and he loves roller coasters. And then when I went to the county fair, them carnies let him on. Exactly, dude. I ain't heard no, that. ain't no Cedar Point employee gonna tell me what my kid can or can't ride. Well, my favorite is, and then they, you know, they would sue the shit out of Cedar Point if their kid, if that kid uh, fell and broke know, its died. neck or something for sure. I think that's exactly. the plan. I think that's the plan. But but you do hear oh. those kids saying, you're like, you don't show me how to raise my children. These are my kids. And I can say they ride this ride. <laughs> and it's just like, and the kid. No, you can't. Get well, the out. kid clearly is like two feet shorter than the, you know, than the, the limit of riding that ride. My sister yeah. was barely tall enough to ride some of these rides. It's, she needs the biker it's boots. It's the poofy hair that works. Um, <laughs> number five, all food in the park is still either deep fried or coated in sugar or both. It, it was, there's yeah. nothing healthy. N- nobody's going to Cedar, nobody's going to Cedar Point on a health excursion. Well, you know, at one point my sister was just like, I want like a carrot or an apple. She's like, they got to have carrots or apples here. And I mean, go to the fucking, go to the petting zoo section, <laughs> put 50 cents in the machine and get some oats out that you're supposed to feed to the goat and eat those yourself. There is, there's an area towards the front where you can bring in your own food and eat it in this like little picnic area. And the reason I know that is because my parents are always cheap as fuck and we were always eating like bring bagged basket. fucking sandwiches up there. Whoop. And I was like, I want an elephant here. I want a corn dog. I want a frozen banana. Here, eat this bologna. <laughs> Shut up. Well, it was funny. We paid, uh, we paid enough money to get in here. We're not buying their expensive food. God, my, you know, my parents were Jewish and they'd still buy us that food. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. But what was funny is my sister was like, she asked like, I don't know, some woman that was working at a store there. I mean, you can go into a store. It's like called something, the market, something market. And she goes in there and she's like, so do you have carrots? She's like, you know, we have like caramel covered cherries or and she's it's like <laughs> no. well do you have apples you like candy apples and it's just like you can't find anything healthy not even nuts which aren't even that healthy you can't even find those um nuts aren't healthy now number six and this is true not changed best roller coasters in the country these roller coasters are so good especially a lot of the new ones that you are willing to wait in line in 90 degree heat for an hour and a half to ride a 17 second ride it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like there's this this new one called the Top Thrill Dragster that basically you're just like in, a, in like a, a drag car and it shoots you up like launches you like 300 miles an hour or something. And you had to wait. It was so popular. You know, it's like the I think it just started. I think they just launched the ride last year. There's a line of uh-huh. like two maybe it's like a two hour wait 
That ride, Did 17 seconds. It? Yeah, we... Did you wait oh, on that yeah, line? Oh, yeah, we waited. <laughs> I think we waited like an hour and a half. It took like an hour and a half and like finally got up and did, did it 17 seconds. It was like the premature ejaculation roller coaster. It's like you finally get mm-hmm. there and it's done. But whatever. So it was kind of familiar for you. You got on, you're like, oh, I know what that's yeah, I'm like. used to it. Um, number seven, still doesn't change. Entire families of mullet haircuts. That always blows my mind. Everybody, oh, yeah. same haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, well, soiled, the soiled panty mascot character actually has a mullet. If you look close, yeah, no, I, I could see that because it's just, it's part, part of the, the it's part of the look, look. the theme. And finally, here the last thing that I noticed about Cedar Point that has not changed in twenty years: there is still insanely hot teen ass and butt floss thong butt floss thong bikinis that you feel incredibly self conscious staring at. I mean, I, I thought at one point one of the wait a minute, there's girls walking around in g string. I don't remember that. It's because of, it, it's it's because it's so hot. And it's like, and now with Soak City there and the water rides, these girls are wearing bikinis, just standing in line, just bikinis. So the water park has bled over to the normal park, and the dress code has gone to shit. And when I say shit, I mean has become completely awesome. I, I don't remember there being a dress code, because I remember girls wearing bikinis walking around the rides back then. I don't remember that back then, but it seems like something but I would. I remember. definitely, definitely saw it more complete, now. Complete jailbait. Oh, though. dude, it was. I mean, most ninety percent of these girls are probably sixteen, fifteen, fourteen. Oh, for sure. Like you can put them in this. You know, the category of barely legal or totally illegal. These were in the TI yeah. category. Totally illegal. You shouldn't <laughs> even be looking. Like at one point, I thought I was worried that Chris Hansen was going to be disguised as a Cedar Point employee and just bust me. So I was trying like not to notice. Hey, kids! This is Underpants Soil Guy again. <laughs> it's my buddy Chris Hansen's here today. It's Chris Hansen Day at the or park. Or dude, even you're arrested. Even worse would you be like to, to to be knocked out by like the overzealous dad that's just watching over his kid. You know right. that, that that could definitely happen too. I was actually you know, I was caught by my overzealous dad. De- yeah. Overzealous dad should get control of his his little girl's you know attire and not let her walk around like a slut. Seriously, I mean, yeah. I, it, it's like they're, they're wearing like thong bikinis and they're like fifteen, and you're right. sitting there like that's not uh, right. I can't look at this. I'm my and my sister caught me at one point and she looks at me. She's like, "You are old enough to be her dad," and I was like, "Grandpa, probably <laughs> actually." It is Ohio. It is Ohio. Plus, if they're wearing these, if these bikinis are skimpy enough, then that means they're getting wax jobs down there, and they're not even sixteen yet. Yeah, that's that's kind of ridiculous if you think about Dude, it. Dude, I mean, have you watched Toddlers with Tiaras? They're getting <laughs> waxed before they even have hair. I mean, the- you know what? I have not ever watched that show. <laughs> you should. I've heard about it, you but should. I've never watched. it. But yeah, you know that it's funny that that it's been twenty years from, since I've been to that park, and those things have not changed. One thing I noticed that has changed is myself. Back then, it back in the day when we went to that park, even my sister was saying this too. It was like you know we'd go smoke a ton of weed, go on all those rides, get high, and just like wow, roller coasters are awesome. We smoked a joint before we went into that park. I thought my sister uh-huh. was going to lose her shit permanently. She was so freaked out, and and then then it was freaking me out because I was kind of like nervous about her, nervous that she you know she has irritable bowels, like that she was gonna shit the ride. Then I was nervous about the ride. I can't handle it anymore. I cannot handle the. Hey high. kids, that's totally normal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> was she? Well, but, but let me ask. So was she freaked out by the rides or the, all the people? 
Because I, I would freak out about the crowd. You know, I think it... And I'd be paranoid that every, like everybody knows I'm stoned. I got to get out of here. There's nowhere to escape. Like the stares of thousands of family, like upright citizens. It was... I think being on the rides would be the best I part. think it was like at first she was... The, the people didn't bother. We're super stoned walking in there. But as soon as she got strapped into that first roller coaster, she's like... I'm not going to enjoy this. And then you could tell, like, you could look in her face <laughs> that she was getting the paranoia. And then it started me getting a paranoia because Jared didn't want to sit next to her because she kept saying, she was like, <laughs> no, she kept saying, she was like, I'm going to shit myself. And, you know, if I get too scared, Jared's like, well, you got to sit next to her. We did rock, paper, scissors. I lost. I had to sit next to her. And so I was worried that I was going to, like, be covered in her diarrhea. So then, you know, the, the whole time I'm freaking out. It's totally killing my buzz. I just can't handle smoking marijuana and riding roller coasters anymore. I've changed. Just can't deal with it. You really changed, man. So anyway, in conclusion, <laughs> uh, after riding rides from, I don't know, probably about seven hours, we finally returned to find my brother sleeping on a bench in the sunlight, lobster red, and extremely upset. He was just like, as soon as we found him, he was just like, finally, we're getting the fuck out of here. Didn't, I don't think... It's like you guys imported, like, to the nice, clean Midwestern amusement park of Cedar Point, you imported a San Francisco homeless person. <laughs> kind of, but nice he had job. found shorts, though. He was wearing shorts and flip-flops, and uh, oh, he was cool. definitely very burned and uh, very angry. So uh, even and, and, as of the recording of this show, he's still not talking to me, so I don't know what's going on. I would like to know what transpired since when we left or when he stormed off to the point where we found him. I don't know what happened there. So maybe... Uh, you know, maybe in a future show we can actually find out what happened to my brother at Cedar Point. I figured once the once the burn is healed, the and the emotional scars have also healed, maybe we can get him on here to tell us what. I happened. figured he'd just be hanging out in like a bathroom area or something, you know, like. Uh, I do, do. They still have that Berenstain Bears ride. Maybe maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what disappointed us <laughs> when he realized. Maybe he saw the sign. It was like, oh, this sounds right up my alley, and he went in there and it was like children's books. What the fuck? <laughs> maybe that's what it. Maybe that's what set him off. But we'll have to see for a future yeah. show. People, this is episode two eighty seven recap from episode two eighty six. We did three listener stories. Uh, number one was the Fargo firework decapitation. Good Fourth of July story there. Uh, number two was Benny Hill's electric chair, and number three was a highly intoxicated veterinarian story. Um, believe it or not, number two, Benny Hill's electric chair came in the victor, got the most votes. So congratulations there, uh, listener number two. Uh, you can claim your prize by emailing us at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. People, you know the way the show works. Wacken and I present the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. Audience votes, and a uh, winner does get a sick and wrong care package. As I mentioned last week, uh, we did get some new stickers in, and uh, these new stickers are pretty badass, so I'll probably be sending those out to the winners of the stories here. Sooner or later, if I get this uh, infected bursitis elbow drained, I might be able to send somebody a vial of uh, my bodily fluids. <laughs> you know, sadly enough, I bet you there's a lot of fans out there that would want that. As gross as it may sound. Well, it sounds very before nice. we begin uh, this week's show, a uh, quick word from our sponsor, Audible.com. Uh, people, you should know by now, Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like the Sick and Wrong Podcast. All you need is an iPod player. That's it. Or a computer. 
Uh, Audible has over a thousand science and tech titles and eleven hundred science fiction and fantasy titles. There's like seventy five thousand goddamn titles to choose from from every genre. So go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a trial today. Uh, so, Wankerly, we received a few good stories here for uh, episode 287. Let me kick off the show with the first listener submission. So the first story here came from Chris from Stockton, England. He says, hello there. I've been listening since about episode 200, but this is my first submission. Love the show. Keep it sick and wrong. Well, it's about damn time there, Chris. Glad you grew a sack and sent in a story. It's a good one, though, that he sent in, actually. I had not seen this story before. All right. Accused sex offender allowed to watch child porn in jail. The story took place in Tacoma, Washington. So a strange quirk in the law is allowing allowing an accused child rapist to watch child porn inside the Pierce County Jail. Strange. Isn't Tacoma the bestiality capital of the U.S.? Isn't that the place? Isn't that the uh, where where Mr. Hands took place? Right, but when we did that article many moons ago, we found out that tons of bestiality goes on in Tacoma, and now this. And it wasn't a crime, I think, up until recent. Well, and that's why I think a lot of people flocked there. And and now this. Now it's like while you're in jail, you can watch child porn. Doesn't seem to make sense. So if if you're a child pornographer, you want to also go to Tacoma because at least you know that if I get busted, at least I'll still be able to get my child porn while I'm in jail. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they they seem to be very lenient in that part of the country. I'm surprised. It's so close to Alaska. I highly doubt Sarah Palin would condone this type of behavior. <laughs> there's got to be somebody. It's not that close to Alaska, actually. Yeah, but uh, yeah. there's a big part of Canada in between there. But there's got to be somebody in town who's like, you know, well, we should uh, probably tighten up these laws a little bit. And there's got to be somebody who's like, but we need the business. <laughs> my, my, my Motel 6 thrives on the business of perverts. <laughs> Yeah, lots of heavy petting zoos make a lot of money in uh, Washington. Well, I mean, the auxiliary businesses, like the Denny's is probably packed. Yeah, you got to exactly. keep your strength up. Yeah, you know, that's true. Runoff, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Gilbert is accused of sexually assaulting young boys and videotaping the abuse. Under the law, defense attorneys are allowed to review material tied to the case. Yes. Now, since Gilbert has chosen to act as his own attorney, he has had unlimited access to all of the pornographic footage. Oh, boy. So what's the law regarding representing yourself? I mean, can anyone do that? You have a constitutional right. I think it's a federal constitutional right, although it might be just that each state has its own, to defend yourself. So you, so you can't be, ever be required to uh, have a court-appointed attorney. In all the states I've ever lived in or heard about, they cannot, if you want to defend yourself, you are within your rights to do so. So do you think Gilbert here knew that he'd be allowed to review the material before saying, okay, I don't want an attorney, I want to represent myself? Do you think he's taking advantage of the system to be able to beat off the child porn that he made, by the way, of himself 
actually raping little boys while he's in jail? Do I think that? Yes. Yes, I yes. do. <laughs> That's kind of what I think. I think this he's guy a is shrewd screwing, man, this Gilbert. I think he's screwing the system the only way he knows how. Uh, therefore, the jail says it has no choice but to allow Gilbert to review the footage um, as many times as he wants with no limits. Restricting his access would risk a mistrial. And they definitely don't want that. So Gilbert, um, investigators seized from Gilbert's possession more than 100 DVDs. It's a hell of a stash. Containing 28 hours of pornographic footage. Uh, some of the material was shot actually by himself, featuring boys that he was accused of luring to his home and exploiting. Uh, the prosecutor and the sheriff he- here say that the results of the legal loophole are sickening in this case. But the state Supreme Court had to rule in Gilbert's favor. Uh, it says Pierce County Sheriff Pastor. I kind of picture the Pierce County Sheriff to look somewhat like Boss Hog. I, I can't do a Boss Hog voice, but it's Boss Hog from the Dukes of Hazard. I just picture right. him. To I look think like we all that. know what he sounds like. He says, "Make no mistake, I don't like it." Yeah, you know that doesn't surprise me. He says, "But it's <laughs> but not it's my not choice." The South, right? It's the Pacific Northwest. But I mean, what sheriff's gonna like this? maybe suzanne summers he's the sheriff i don't know if you heard about that uh but it's not my choice whether to do it or not to do it there's no question that i don't like it um there's no question that this makes me i love it it's great (laughs) he goes there's no question that this makes me grind my teeth you don't like it when boss hog grinds his teeth no means he's not happy gives him bad breath um, the prosecutor says that the fix here is to change the law because they have no choice but to follow the law. And, and get this, to make sure that no other inmates get a chance to see the pornography, Gilbert's made to review them in a separate room. So not only does this guy get to review 28 hours of child porn footage, a lot of it of which he took himself, he gets his own porn den. Do you think they well, give him like... It's a beat-off booth. He gets his own de- beat-off booth in jail. Great. Yeah, but do you think they give him lotion? I mean, does he have like a lava lamp, uh, some Barry like White that. playing in the background? Like that doesn't need a lotion. I mean, is there a cop in the room? No, and obviously, can't be. well, maybe the, is there or is there not? It says that. Well, there might be another cop in the room. There might be a cop a guard, in the room, a prison guard. But even so, what does the cop do? Like, obviously, you're not allowed to like whip out your cock and beat off. But if the dude's getting a raging hard on, do you stop it? If he like touches his crotch to itch his leg, I mean, what? Where's the but line drawn? If does, he restrict- get, he, if, does he put it in the spank bank, the mental spank bank, and go right back to his cell and jerk off there? But None restricting any access to this porn would be a mistrial. So I think the comp is just powerless. I think he just has to sit there and be like, you know what? I'm just not going to watch you jerk off. I know what's going on right now. I'm going to turn around and go to my happy place that does not Awful involve place. child porn and a pedophile who gets to right. watch as much porn as he wants in jail. You're probably right. I don't know. On the sick and wrong star scale, I gotta give this five stars. It's just it's 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 funny to the it's funny to me. It humors me to the fact that the sheriff they all hate it, but yet they have to be like, okay, well, well, this it's is one of law. those. We, oh, we forgot to make a law against that type of things, you know, where they you don't realize it till it happens. <clears throat> I don't even really care that he gets to look at child porn. I don't like the whole like you can defend yourself. I like you can defend yourself. 
you're not all of a sudden magically a, an attorney. You don't get all the privileges that an attorney gets because you're not an attorney. You're just defending yourself. We'll give you an attorney and you can participate and help him out and tell the attorney what to do, but you're not an attorney. Unless, of course, you are, then sure, you can be your own attorney. So if well, you're that, like, but, but like, because you know what's going to happen? In every case I've ever heard about this where somebody defends themselves, they are completely found guilty and prosecuted to the fullest extent and get the worst sentence ever. And then they get, they appeal on the basis that, well, that was not a fair trial because he defended himself and he's clearly not at all qualified. It's like, I'm not and then they get another tri- Yeah. Then they get another trial. So it's just an automatic do over. So let's just stop doing that. It's a huge waste of money and time and just say, I question you're, 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 you're allowed to participate. You're allowed to tell your attorneys what to do. But like they're still the attorney, you they, know. At, they get the attorney privilege, not you. At the risk of sounding ignorant of the law, because I'm ignorant of most things anyway. But I, I feel that if you if you represent yourself, that's it. I don't I don't think you can appeal saying I'm you know incompetent and I shouldn't have been representing myself unless you're deemed mentally unfit by like a psychologist. I think that once I think what what happened with this guy, he's like you know what, even if I have the best lawyer in the world. Or if I represent myself, I'm still screwed. They found 100 hours of child porn in my house. Evidence is evidence. I'm still screwed. So I might as well just jerk off to the porn as long as I have it before they take it away. Well, first of all, I have heard of this. At least I can think of like at least five cases where somebody's represented themselves and they had to. I mean, in any case where you're going to get there's a potential for life in prison or capital punishment, there's going to be like three or four appeals anyway. Like, even if you don't represent yourself. And so this is just adds one more. It happens all the time. But, and you know, I, you, even, if, like, even if, like you said, if like, oh, well, it actually takes a psychologist to verify that you're completely incompetent. Like, there are a million shyster psychologists out there. And you're going to be able to find one guy who's board certified who's going to be like, oh, yeah, he's nuts. Look, he's a child rapist. Of course he's crazy. Well, I think I kind of agree with you, though. It's like if you represent yourself, that's it, dude. Right you should there. sign a waiver. Like, yeah, shot. you can represent yourself. You can look at your child porn, but you are signing away all rights to any appeal because, like, you are the end all be all of a de- defense attorneys in your own mind. Exactly. So, you know, I'm giving this five stars. What are you giving it? Five. All right. What do you have here for uh, the second listener submission? <laughs> Oh boy, you're going to love this one. New York City. This is a crime within a very concentrated Jewish community, D. So you might have to help me with some of these names. Is it, is it, are these going to be some of my family members here? Hopefully. Well, you're extended be family. You're the family of chosen people, of course. Uh, the they don't actually... Oh, it's in Brooklyn. So video cameras captured the fateful encounter between Levy Aron, who's 35, Levy. and Levy... Levy Klet... Oh, Levy? Yeah, Levy, Levy Aron. And Levy Kletsky, who is eight years old, which is never a good idea to have a 35-year-old and an eight-year-old interacting, in my opinion, unless one's no. the parent... Or maybe, or unless your one's wearing like a clown suit, which I don't think Hasids tend to do. Still, am not a fan of that relationship. Even <laughs> that one. Um, so they they met each other while uh, Libby's mother waited. Uh, the younger, the eight year old Libby, 
uh, waited anxiously just a few blocks away. At his arraignment Thursday afternoon, Aron appeared disheveled, confused, and pale, which is what a lot of Jews look like, in my opinion. Yeah, like, right? I mean, look at Woody Allen. Yeah, exactly. I'm picturing this guy looking like Woody Allen. And there is a distinction, which will become clearer later on. At a news conference, Police Commissioner Raymond Kelly, a good old Irish New York cop, <laughs> thrown into the mix, said Aron told investigators that after taking Libby off the street Monday, he brought the boy to a wedding in the suburbs and spent several hours there. A Jewish well, wedding. Before you go on here, does the 35-year-old know the 8-year-old, or is this just like a, an, an adult abducting a kid? Oh, it's an abduction. <laughs> oh, it's an abduction. Okay. Yeah. You, you never know. These Jews know each other. All these Jews live in the same village. They all know each other. And I could have you know, thought well, like, he's like, here's a who, chocolate coin. Come with me. Who's, who's more insular and connected than Orthodox Jews? I can't really. And other than Amish, I'm, I have no idea. Hasidic Orthodox, ultra Orthodox oh, okay, Jews. The, oh, right, right, yeah, the <laughs> ultra Orthodox are the are the most like yeah insular people. I think you can you can have in a, so in, a, in, a, in a modern setting like an urban environment. Interestingly enough, Levy Arone, the 35 year old guy, he's an Orthodox Jew. Wears the little disc on his head, all that good stuff. But Levy Kletsky, the eight year old, is a member of the of an ultra Orthodox. Hasidic community. They're like the big black hat, the fucking curly ear hair thing, and the big beards, you know, yeah, diamond would, business, that type of thing. We would be remiss to not point out the differences here. Like an Orthodox Very Jew different. can look like just a normal guy, but he's wearing like a yarmulke 24 7. Right. Yes. And he might have like, uh, you know, he might do some of the same prayers. But he's not required to like wear all black. He has the Jew locks and the. And he's the always big gone from work and, at strange times, and you're like, "Oh, where's uh, Shmuley?" Well, he's at fucking Purim or some shit, and everybody's like, "What the fuck is that?" I don't know. He's just yeah, gone. I mean, but but you could. Work but doesn't with he also Orthodox take too. off Christmas? Yeah, that motherfucker. What an <laughs> asshole. That's how I usually. But that's a chassid, you're not even going to deal with a chassid. You're going to. They have won't no even be working where you work. They will not yeah. even look at you. They will not acknowledge you. Nothing. And I'm going to attempt later on. To do to do an Orthodox Jew accent when I read some quotes, and then also a different Hasidic Jew uh, accent. Wow, and th- stunts like this, stunts like this, might be how I got myself a hernia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lost my place. Uh, oh, so so he abducts this kid and takes him to a uh, Jewish wedding, which I assume is not a Hasidic wedding because he's not Hasidic. The older guy. But they're probably doing the chair thing and smashing the glass and the Hava Nagila. Dancing the Hora, yeah. Fucking through a hole in the sheet. All that good stuff. That's right? what we all do. <laughs> That's even at a birthday party. Other wedding guests confirmed that Aron was there, but didn't see the boy, the commissioner added. Who's a good old Irish guy. Oh, Commissioner Raymond Kelly. How you doing? Oh, ho, ho. give me the lucky charms. By the time the pair returned to the city, it was so late that Aron decided to take Libby to his home to Aron's home to sleep and left him there Tuesday while he went to work. And people have confirmed that he did go to work the next day. Aron told police he killed Libby, which you knew that was coming, right? When he got home after being at work and was spooked by a massive search for the boy in Borough Parks, in the Borough Park section of Brooklyn, where he lives, home to one of the largest communities of Orthodox Jews outside of Israel. So all the black hats are out looking for this kid. And he's well, like, shit, yeah. I abducted that kid. I'm fucked. Yeah, I mean, if you think about that, the, the thing is with uh, with Hasidic communities, even Orthodox, 
they have their own governing body that yeah. sanctions what type of you know the laws and what type of activity is 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 you know permissible in their community. Like a lot their of people, even system. if you're getting, well, if you're if you want a divorce, you have to go to the governing body and get a get, which they give you approval for the divorce. You know, right. if someone's screwing you, you don't go to the cops; you go to the governing body of Hasids. So I bet the parents here were probably like, "Our kid's gone." You know, someone's got them. We need to get a posse. They probably went to the Hasids that are in charge and were like, you know, get people together. And they probably, you know, got the Hasidic ninjas out there looking for this kid. I bet you the guy was scared. <laughs> they all dress like ninjas, by the way. It's hard to tell the ninjas from the normal ones. The the right wing, you know, candidates for president in the next round, a lot, the more right wing of them are always going on and on about Sharia law, right? Yeah, Sharia law. That's that's what it is. Which well, it's the same thing for Muslims, but you never hear him say anything about the Hasids because they're scared of him, as as well as I am. I can't believe I'm talking about the story. I might get assassinated tonight. You never um, know, dude. Uh, they point out again that Aron is Orthodox but not Hasidic. The Hasidim are ultra Orthodox Jews. He said, "When I th- saw the fly, oh, okay, here's my here's my first accent. This is Aron. When I saw the flyers, I was panicked and I was afraid." <laughs> investigators have said that Libby may have been tied up and tried to fight off his captor before he was killed. And they can tell this by the marks on the kid's body. <laughs> Preliminary medical examination indicates Libby was smothered or suffocated. But I should add when they found him, he was actually pretty chopped up and stuffed into his freezer. <laughs> <laughs> like his feet were cut off in plastic bags. His torso was sort of jammed up above the crisper section. Um, but what they're saying is they don't think he wasn't chopped up while he was alive, which is not something an Orthodox Jew would do. Well, it's, that's more I, of a redneck crime. I still don't see any reason for this guy to kill the kid, uh, judging by his uh, his story here, his alibi. Well, his lawyer says he also hears voices uh, and things like that. He's oh, okay. probably kind of schizophrenic. Uh, in his confession, Aron recounted how he dismembered the body or the boy, put some of the body parts in a freezer. And took a shower. Then I took a shower. <laughs> Please say. He then put some remains in a suitcase and drove around with it for 20 minutes before putting the suitcase in a trash bin. Oh, so actually the body parts are kind of scattered around. But at this point, he's... Uh, That's clever. He's confessed to this crime completely. Uh, and this, there's only one thing I wanted to add before wrapping this up. So... Shmuel Eckstein is a f- close friend of the family You're of the boy. You're just loving these Yiddish names. Oh, my God. I love it so bad. I actually highlighted a bunch of others that I'm skipping because we're pressed for time. Of, I've, I've uh, names, wanted... of pe- names of people at the wedding. Here, I'll just name them off. I won't even say the sentences. Yaakov Morsel of Muncie and Dina Monk of Far Rockaway. Naomi. Oh, sorry. Not Naomi. Nomi Schlesinger of also of Muncie. These are all attendants of the wedding. that he yeah, Those are all to. normal names to me. So here's uh, the Hasidic uh, family, or friend of the family of the boy. Why? We don't have that. (laughs) What we know is that through Levi's death, God is sending us a huge signal that we are doing something terribly wrong and we are looking for what it is. He added that the family was not looking for retribution. We're not into revenge, he said. Yeah, right. (laughs) Tell that to the Palestinians. That's a damn good Hasidic accent there, Wackerly. Well, you know, he he mentions that he's they're looking into what they've done wrong, and I think what they're going to find is what they've done wrong is not exterminated a couple of, you know, non-Hasidic Orthodox Jews in their neighborhood. 
especially yeah. this guy being number one, but maybe a couple more for good measure, right? Rough them you know up at the, least. I, I think uh, um, Aron there had good reason, good cause to be paranoid here because those hostages, dude, they can make a golem. They can put yeah. clay together and they go make an evil, merciless creature that will just go out and destroy. So I'm they sure can make that dude mul- was multiple of that. golems. Exactly. And, 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 and I mean, they're so hell-bent on revenge. You do not mess with those hostages. That's got to be the quote. That's got to be the quote of the story. We're not into revenge, <laughs> right? You know, those people scare me. I, you know, I, I've seen them in New York City, and they're pushy and they're obnoxious, and you just kind of like, you know what? You're like, you people are alien to me. I'm going to stand across, even though we're from the same tribe. You scare me. Well, You're remember when to uh, I'm going to get the locations wrong? But didn't in the past six months or so? Didn't like is the Mossad? assassinate some guy by putting two bullets in his head from two completely different sniper rifles at the same time, like in Dubai or something. That's some fucking revenge right there. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and, and those guys, yeah, I wouldn't put it past them to do something like that. That's why totally I, I, I can understand. And that, that's, that's, why, that's why I love the Jews. Well, that's why I see why this guy was motivated to go actual and, and turn himself in and go to the cops because he didn't want to get Hasidic revenge doled out on him. <laughs> Talk about eye for an eye in the Bible. Uh, They do some horrible things. There's no Hasidic gang in prison that you have to worry about. (laughs) Although you might might have to worry about the Aryans going after him, but not for this specific reason. This kind of reminds me of like a Hasidic version of the movie Witness. Remember that movie with Harrison Ford? Oh, vaguely. It's been a really long time. Like if Wackerly, if you took you and put you in this Hasidic community, you had to solve the murder. It would be like uh, it would be like Witness. Yeah. Wasn't it, like Kelly McGillis was the Amish chick? In that I think movie. I'd call it Shiksa. No yeah. way, that's a that's a woman. But still, I, I I think it would I think it would totally work. Something like that. So on the I, I couldn't star- I couldn't buy Kelly McGillis being some hot Amish chick. It just didn't ring true for me. No, it didn't. Yeah, yeah. It's been years <laughs> since I've seen that movie. I'm probably um, getting her name wrong, but you guys know what I'm talking about. But on the sick and wrong star scale. The guy did dismember a kid. I I still don't understand. I mean, I'd like to say he's claiming that he didn't molest the child or do anything to the kid, but obviously right. he did. I mean, obviously he did. Um, he's a child predator. The fact that he that he cut the kid up into pieces and then uh, dispersed them all throughout the town, but the, but he was hearing voices. I'm going to give this a four point five. Four point five. What is this? Some like anti defamation league bullshit. You know, this if, gets a if, five. There's, if there's more of a motivation, if there's more of a, like a, he's if a he nut. actually, no, but I, I understand he's a nut, but he hears voices. It's like, you know, it's, he's probably going to be not guilty by reason of insanity. He's an insane person that lives among but he's us. Not gonna, he's not going to be free. Well, I just, no, he's not going to be free. He's going to be locked up. I just feel yeah. that if, uh, if he actually had like a premeditated reason to go after this particular kid. You know, given this honestly, I think if this happened in Florida or an African-American or a Mexican-American, you would be all over this. But I think you have some misguided allegiance <laughs> to the chosen people and you're downscoring this by half a point. I'm giving it five. All right. Well, Fair. we'll, you we'll, got, see, you we'll score see what the listeners have just, to say. I, that's my opinion about your score there. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> you and your anti-Semitic uh, impersonations. I'm just telling the story and scoring it objectively. Don't call me anti-Semitic. Dude, you're lucky Jackie Mason's not there. 
You are going to get the listening to this show. He would be so upset right now. <laughs> I don't. Now I'd only have to. I'd only only have to worry about the Hasidim showing up at my door. Now I got to worry about the Anti Defamation League. Also, this Dude, is bullshit. Jackie Mason would have been offended by that impersonation. <laughs> Copyright infringement. That's what yeah, that well, is. yeah, because I copied it from him exactly. <laughs> All right, the third story here um, also comes from a Christopher, which is weird. Oh. Uh, he says, "I think the question here is, who wouldn't?" have a Facebook-organized party after killing their parents. Actually, can I butt in? I forgot to mention that that last story was uh, submitted by somebody named Marina Falls. Marina? I would be remiss. Marina. Marina. Marina, okay. Yeah, sorry. So the third listener submission here comes from Christopher. He says, I think the question here is, who wouldn't have a Facebook-organized party after killing their parents? Makes sense. The only thing that makes this article better is the anti-trolling message that comes before the comment section. Cheers, Christopher. I don't know if I got that part of it. No, I if skimmed I... through it and I couldn't find it. Now I really am curious about what the anti-trolling message was. <laughs> Same with me. I don't know if I printed that part out. Anyway, uh, Florida teen killed parents, then had a party. Makes sense. Um, mothers, I love this. I love the, the, the way they try to evoke drama and emotion in their, in their writing here at these shitty newspapers in like buttfuck Florida. Mother screamed as 17 year old son bludgeoned her to death before cleaning up parents' blood for three hours to throw a house party. Oh, we did clean up. Because yeah, I, but... I was going to mention that the whole just and, and severity of this story is how you interpret then. <laughs> like, yeah. He went to high school, then he went to college, then he got a job in investment banking. <laughs> but if then is like, I took a shit, then after. I wipe my ass, <laughs> that's yeah. a different story. Then it, then it looks bad. I mean, it, it's yeah. like he killed parents, then had a party. I think he kind of was wiping his ass here. Yeah. But with a party. Very ra- rapid succession. But apparently he did not use bounty paper towels because I think it would have been, that cleanup job would have been done in two because they're much more absorbent than the ones he was using. Three hours... Clean up a little bit of blood. Come on. Uh, the Florida teenager told a friend that he stood behind his mother for about five minutes in contemplation before finally plunging a hammer into her head. Tyler Hadley, 17 years old, described the attacks to an unidentified friend of the party that he threw in his uh, South Florida home last Saturday night after the killings. By the friend's account, when Hadley struck his mother with a hammer, She screamed one final question to her son. Why? You know, that's the the most unoriginal question you could ever ask your son while he's murdering you. You Son, you're not going to use the bounty paper towels, are you? The wet Swiffer (laughs) wet jet works much better. You know, and the thing is... Especially if you're having people over, they'll judge my cleanliness. Well, the, the thing is, the fact of the matter is, he's a teenager. What do you think the why is? She probably bought him a Wii instead of an Xbox. You know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's probably something like that. Like, he wasn't allowed to uh, have his friends over at 3 in the morning. I mean, You God. bought the cheddar checks mix and not the bull party <laughs> blend, bitch. I'm going to kill you. When his father walked in the room, uh, Hadley told a friend that they locked eyes for a few seconds before he started beating his father with a hammer, too. <laughs> it's weird that he gave his dad come hither eyes, but I imagine, uh, you know, it, it works. It works. What kind of what kind of a self-respecting dad walks in on his son, who's how old? 18? 17. 17. 17. Sees that he's just bludgeoned your wife and his mother to death. 
and doesn't like completely fucking subdue that kid in an instant. I bet you his dad is like Rick Moranis, probably that size, like a little guy, <laughs> you know, a little guy can't really. And his his son's probably like big, kind of like a sling blade dude, whatever. I don't know, man. Retard yeah. strength. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, it's like if if you see your son. You know, hammering your mother's face in, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go and grab a baseball bat and uh, stop this. Stop yeah. this. Because it, it's not all about size at that point. Like, with age brings resistance to pain. <laughs> That's yeah. the other thing that age brings. And so you can just go in there and be like, you can hit me in the head with a hammer two or three times, but I will have my foot on your neck by the end of the altercation. They They don't describe. I mean, I don't think his dad had the dad strength that, you know... You, a lot of dads have. Maybe he had some health problems. Yeah, or something. That's always a possibility. Maybe he had a hernia. Well, he could have had a hernia. elbow. <laughs> when it was over and the parents were dead, Hadley spent three hours cleaning up the blood before hosting dozens of friends while the bodies were hidden inside a bedroom. Hadley actually told the friend that he was surprised how long the cleanup took. Um, Hadley's being charged with the murder... With murder and the deaths of Blake and Mary Jo Hadley, his parents, and his being held without bond. He had confessed to a friend that he was possessed by the devil and had taken three ecstasy tablets before the murders. He told his friend that he did it because of a combination of rap music, constant <laughs> fights with his parents, and the fact that they had financial problems. Such an easy Easy alibi. Blame it on the rap music. That's like blaming it on the black guy. I don't even think... Do you think he really said all this stuff? I mean, this is like a National Enquirer or or the World Star, you know, tabloid headline. Rupert Murdoch did not write this article. Well, first of all, he took drugs, ecstasy, which is not a drug that makes you want to murder. Yeah. Then he blames it on rap music, and so it's a, it's sort of a dog whistle to blaming it on black people. Then he blames it on the economy, right? Did I hear that? Something about like... Well, no, it's his financial situation. The economy is bad. It's like all the populist reasons to be He's like reaching. fearful. It's de- but, but isn't that too much for an 18-year-old to come up with? I think like some n- reporter put this in his mouth or, I don't know, an investigator. Just for dramatic effect. Yeah. No, it sounds like that. But he did say, I mean, he said here he took three ecstasy pills before he did this. He said he couldn't do it sober. Which well, blows my I, will mind. Give him, I will give him this. He might have thought it was ecstasy and it might have been something like angel dust. Right. Yeah, that's, but it blows that's my a mind. Realistic I mean, possibility. Ecstasy obviously affects people in very different ways because my I, experience I of ecstasy, had I taken three pills, I probably would have been fucking my parents to death. That's yeah, I think I'd be I'd be trying to suck on my mom's nipple and nurse <laughs> at the age of eighteen or seventeen. Like, I wouldn't be trying you to stop murder. Stop breastfeeding me. That was so good, baby. <laughs> so either he's completely lying; it doesn't affect people that differently. So he's either lying or what he thought was ecstasy was something else. Or yeah, or he's Ta- insane, toxicology right? report must show it really. Happened. I'm thinking he ate a block of PCP. Yeah. Anyway, his friend says. After he told him about the murders, he didn't believe him because he's been my best friend forever. I'd never suspect anything like this. I was looking around. He told me that if I look enough, I could see signs. I looked on the floor, and there I saw blood. Authorities <laughs> believe that Hadley killed his parents with a 22-inch framing hammer before using books, files, and a towel to cover their bodies. He then sent out a Facebook invitation to the party earlier that day. 
Uh, his friend here said that he was having a fun time at the party and acting as if everything was completely normal. It kind of reminds me of a movie, a Hitchcock movie. The best Hitchcock movie. I'd say, hands down, the best Hitchcock movie of them it's all. It's because a lot of Hitchcock movies are overwrought and you get it gets tedious, but this one was early on and it's not overwrought and it's... I don't want to be sound like a film asshole, but it's pretty good. No, it's a great movie. It's called Rope, and it's uh, it's essentially the same story. But I mean, these guys in the movie Rope uh, did they kill his? He killed his girlfriend, and then invited her parents over. Or no, they killed um, their buddy. That's what it was. They their killed friend, uh, Yeah, they killed their buddy. Invited uh, the girlfriend and his, his parents over, and they all had dinner on top of where they were actually storing the corpse. To see like if they can pull a, it in off. In a big coffee table case type thing. Yeah. And it's and uh, they, to see if they can actually pull it off. And it seems like this kid was almost doing the same thing. Killed his parents, then threw a party to see if he could pull it off. Except, let, let me point out some differences. Except I imagine this kid's probably wearing some Ed Hardy gear and some fucking like tore up surfer shorts and Crocs or something and... Uh, basically looks like a complete asshole, but in Rope, that was back in the time where young people like wore suits to their party. Well, but the story's set in the... It's not the 60s. I think was it's it like the, the 60s? 40s. No, I think it's like the 40s 50s. or 50s. Yeah, it must have been the 50s. Yeah, well, yeah, they're all 50s. they're they're fancily dressed. They're making cocktails from the sidebar. They've been you know, reading it's a, Nietzsche. It's a, it's a sophisticated party. And then either like in the end of the second act or the third act... You know, uh, good old what's his name has to show up. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart, philosophy and, uh, teacher. He fucking busts the whole thing wide open. Uh, more mind lines, games. Yep, yeah, makes mind him games. confess. That's what it was. It's very mental. I think this is kind of like an MTV, you know, two thousand era version of Rope, where people just aren't as intelligent. Yeah, and they I'll, add, as... I'll add the other thing: the reasoning they gave for murdering this person was this big existential angst thing, right? Wasn't it like the we're myth of doing the it to see if we can, yeah, see if we can pull it see off? If we, yeah. we are better than the rest of the mortals. <laughs> exactly. This guy's like, I don't know. I took some ecstasy or something. I some dude sold it to me. Might have been PCP though. I, I, yeah, guaranteed. It's something as base as like they, they gave me a Wii instead of an Xbox, or they wouldn't let yeah. me have invite my girlfriend over past one in the morning. You know, it's, it's, it's something like that. But still, it's the modern era, modern version of rope. <laughs> That's how far we've fallen. So the police came to the Hadley home at about 4.20 a.m. on a Sunday morning after they received a tip-off. Uh, his friend here said it was not him who called the police. He was too shocked and just felt sick. Kind of strange. He just went home. Morgan yeah, Noel. kind of an asshole. Yeah, exactly. Morgan Noel, the girlfriend of the... Uh, killer here the alleged killer said i remember him making a weird statement like a couple months ago that the devil has possessed him and he was going crazy yet she didn't break up with him obviously. yeah then i finished blowing him and went home <laughs> he still seemed like a great boyfriend regardless um, hadley will not face a death penalty due to the fact that he's a minor despite the fact that he's been tried on two counts of first degree murder as an adult he's likely to serve a maximum sentence of life in prison if found guilty good riddance so on the sick and wrong star scale, you know, once again, I'm about to give this five stars, but I got to say, you know, in an in a egalitarian sense, I don't know if this guy's a Jew or not, but it's the same thing. <laughs> He's saying yeah. the devil possessed me. 
I'm giving the it a 4.5. The, Hadley, the Hadleybergs of, of South Florida. I don't think the Hadleys are not Jewish. They're you know, like, but, but we've done stories like this in the past. And I, I know I don't want to compare stories, but it is. It's like, you know, okay, teen freaks out and bashes parent, parents' face in. I mean, it's right, matricide. Right, but they never had a party. You never had a party. That, that, is, that is the twist. I'm going to give it 4.5. I'm sticking with my initial. The reason initial. I like it is is the relationship to rope and just seeing where we are now versus then. Uh, but I'm not going to give it a 5 either. I think I'll give it a 4.5. Point seven five. Difficult to pull off, you know. You gotta have. You kind of. Well, he didn't do a very good job. His first friend who came over was was arguing. What's that blood? (laughs) But you got to be a sociopath to really pull that off successfully. And I just don't think this kid measured up. I'm not sure. He might technically he might have failed to pull it off. You know, with the uh, level of cleaning and everything that he did. But he did have his game face on. Yeah. No, he was mentally. He was prepared. His girlfriend didn't know, uh, you know, she was she was unaware. Well, people, we invite you to decide who won Sick and Wrong, episode 187, or 287. God. Um, go vote, Well, Wackerly, uh, we got a few phone calls here to Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. And we've got an interesting thought experiment that uh, a listener sent in. So before really? we get to that, how about a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com? Spice to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. So yeah, we got a few phone calls here. The sick and wrong hotline. Uh, here's call number one. Uh, hello, pedophiles and necrophiliacs. Guess what? That means the two of you. Uh, you better play my call on the next show, otherwise I'm going to have to track D down and eat his fallopian tubes. Uh-oh. But uh, anyway, I was listening to a show a while back, and you guys were talking about which is gayer, apparently, cosplay or LARPing. Now, personally, I think LARPing's pretty gay, but uh, <laughs> Wait, I do stop have to point out a couple things to you guys. Can we review what we said? I believe that I probably said cosplay was gayer, because at least in LARPing, you like get to bash the shit out of some people with swords, which now that I think about it, it's kind of gay. But <laughs> I think they're both kind of gay, actually, but cosplay, to- cosplay is, is different, and I think this is what we said. It's gay if you're a dude, like, dressing up as, like, Van Helsing or something, whereas, like, girls can dress up in those outfits and look sexy. I mean, strippers do cosplay all the time. It's yeah. like I, I think it's different when it's 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 the difference is a sexual difference. It's like I think it's sex difference. I think it's it's gay if it's a dude that's doing it in some kind of pathetic attempt to get laid. 
versus a girl who's just looking sexy. Yeah, and I don't really, I don't come down on the it's gay side of things as much as just like, guys, you're wasting your time. You're, you, you're conf- configuring and building this elaborate costume to be completely perfectly replicated from the video game. Which is kind of gay. Or cartoon. Right, but it's not gay because they're thinking like, oh, um, I'm going to find that, that really hot cosplay chick is going to see how hot my, how accurate my costume is and then we're going to go up to her room and have sex. And I just don't think that ever happens. So you're you're saying it's futile, and the it's fact futile. that this guy would put that much effort in designing a costume, it's kind of right. gay. All right, guys, the cosplay is not all that bad. Uh, I enjoy going to Comic Con and you know stuff like that. So, and as a matter of fact, I went as Predator one year, which is pretty kick-ass, <laughs> according to my. <laughs> Dude, that's like the last costume that you'd end up like getting any ass. I gotta say though, in the pantheon of cosplay costumes, I have to tip the hat to to Predator. Predator is definitely cooler than like one of the X Men, that's for sure. Or I mean, you can oh, you can go way for down further down the list than one of the X Men. I mean, you could dress up as somebody from Dragon Ball Z for God's sake. <laughs> Or you could be a guy who actually dre- dresses up as one of the Sailor Moon chicks, which I think probably happens more often than we'd all like to admit. I'd like to think that doesn't happen. So he dressed up as Predator. Okay. All right. Self, and not fags like you. But <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, I was just going to say that uh, fuck you if you don't like cosplaying. That's all I have to say. It's cooler than anything. And it's not all, you know, gay anime video game shit. And I'm thinking about going as a Mortal Kombat character next year. So, uh, <laughs> fuck y'all. Goodbye. Which one do you think he's going to go as? Chun-Li? Yeah, I, I, I see him being uh, Johnny Cage, maybe. That's the gayest yeah. one, isn't he? I think there's I a couple of women. I, I don't even know. I forgot. But so, is it, you know, this is kind of timely. Isn't the uh, the big Comic-Con thing going on in San Diego right now? The biggest con that there is is going on right now. Yeah, and I, I bet you there's a lot of like emotionally stunted uh, homosexual youth going dressed up <laughs> as Mortal Kombat um, characters too at I this Comic Con. I think there's a lot of heterosexuals, but they they are stunted and misguided in thinking that you know they're they're wasting all this effort in an avenue that is not going to get them laid. And you furthermore, what what hasn't the San Diego Comic-Con completely, like, veered off track. Like, there's a big Harry Potter thing, because that movie's out. There's a big It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia exhibit, which has literally nothing to do with comics, even tangentially. It's just become this entertainment convention. It's not even yeah, about it's, comics but anymore. it's a fantasy entertainment convention. I don't think it necessarily has to do with comic books anymore whatsoever. Is, is It's Always Sunny in mm-hmm. Philadelphia, which I love, by the way, but is that a fantasy? <laughs> Genre, yeah. Well, you. It's always sunny. Is there as well? Yeah. What? Why would that even be there? That somebody as hot as Sweet D would hang out with all those losers. Why would it's always sunny be at Comic Con? They are airing their premiere episode at the Comic Con before. Okay, so it's turned into just a media event. Doesn't even have to do with fantasy. Doesn't even have to do with comics. I feel bad for the real comic people because, you know, Hollywood figured out that, like, wow, this is a big deal, and now they've just taken it over. So that big 400-pound comic book guy that, like, uh, runs a comic book store in Aberdeen, Washington or whatever, you feel <laughs> yeah, bad right. for that guy? 
I do. Because, because now he's, he's like, walking through the con. And he's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually here for the reissue of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 12, not to see Charlie Day, who was in a shitty movie about horrible bosses, which I did see with my girlfriend. But I'm here for the TMNT issue, please. Move aside, please. Well, that guy Meanwhile, probably like, doesn't have a girlfriend. 90% of the people there are like, Glenn Howerton, Rob McElhinney. So I think... You know what? I think we need to specify what we what we mean as gay here. I think we need to clarify what we mean as gay. It's really? not Do gay we? as in a homosexual sense to dress up as Van Helsing. It is a little gay, but it's not gay in that sense. I think it's gay as we just term it as just retarded, lame, and futile to dress up and spend all this time and money into inventing and creating this costume thinking you're going to go to Comic-Con and just impress that girl, you know, that's dressed up as uh, your, you know, uh, one of the uh, characters in, I don't know, help me out here, <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy or something. Um, a Pokemon? <laughs> Pokemon, whatever. Sure. The bitch with the ears looking like uh, Pikachu. You're not going to impress that girl because she doesn't care. She's going to look at you and be like, wow, that guy's a virgin. Nice which, job with the Pikachu reference. And yeah, remember, which, it wasn't is is cosplay gay. It's which is gayer, LARPing or cosplay. And in any question like that, comparing two things, one has to be gayer. Unless they're both equally gay, which is extremely unlikely. Yeah, I, I think uh, LARPing is gayer. But... On the scale of gayness, the Greek goddess of who is more gay. One One side has to be more gay. Well, call us back there, uh, 20-year-old virgin. Let us know if you get laid. Um, Email us some photos of your kick-ass costume. Yeah, dressed up as a Mortal Kombat character. All right, uh, the second call we got um, comes from a... must be a San Francisco denizen here. What's up, man? What's up, D? This is Nick in New York, man. Listen, I heard you guys talk so much about that fucking tenderloin. When I was out in San Fran, I was like, ah, oh, let me go check this shit out. It's like a fucking hipster haven. Talk about fucking crackheads, winos, and shit like that. That's some high-class shit. Now, if you talk about fucking Richmond, on the other hand, that's some fucking gangster land. I'm talking fucking nonsense out there. Oh, the crackhead fell out the window. Come to motherfucking Hunch Point, motherfucker, where there's three-year-olds with dreadlocks running around with fucking screwdrivers fucking robbing your fucking windows and shit. Come to my fucking neighborhood, man. Fucking tenderloin. Fuck that shit. Well, <laughs> well now that's all, an he opinionated said, he, he guy. Said he's, he's, yeah, and he said he's from New York, which, okay, well, what is your neighborhood guy? New, yeah, New York is like a fucking, you know, yuppie fucking fantasy amusement park right now. Well, it depends what? on the borough. I mean, well, there's areas of Queens, Queens that uh, you would be uh, nervous to walk through. But would a person from Queens say they're from New York if they're really trying to represent their badass hood? No, they'd say, I'm from fucking Queens. This guy, I think he's a faker. Uh, you know, quite possibly. But, you know, at the fact of the matter is, the Tenderloin isn't just a walk in the park. It's not like, uh, you know, uh, s Strawberry uh, Shortcake Playland over there. There are lots of crackheads taking shits in your doorway in the alley. That's disgusting. I don't know what this guy's used to. I mean, maybe that's normal park. for this guy? It's a pretty fucked up park. I mean, I, I've seen syringes on the ground that you've had to step over. It's kind of gross. I mean, I'm not saying, oh. okay, chances of you actually getting robbed by a three-year-old with dreadlocks with a sharpened screwdriver are probably pretty slim. No, because you know why? 
Because the real thieves in the Tenderloin would have murdered that three-year-old like the first day he stepped out. But I kind of agree with what he's saying. That, that Hunter's point, yeah, there are definitely worse areas in the Tenderloin. But the Tenderloin is one of the worst areas in San Francisco. I mean, Hunter's Point's worse than the Tenderloin, that's for sure. I don't live in Hunter's Point. Had I lived in no, Hunter's nobody Point... Nobody goes to Hunter's Point. Yeah, no but ha- if I lived in Hunter's Point, then I would have been like, God, Hunter's Point's just such a shitty area to live. This is what happened to me today. But I live in the Tenderloin, which is also a shittier area to live. Who's this guy's travel agent? Because <laughs> he's from New York, and he co- he comes to visit San Francisco. He goes to the Tenderloin. He's like, this this shit ain't real. And then he goes to <laughs> Richmond. Not the Richmond, which is quite pleasant, but foggy. He goes to Richmond, like the Iron Triangle, and then he goes to Hunter's Point. Nice itinerary. Yeah, well, I mean, what is it? Keeping it real travel bureau or something? (laughs) I I just don't get it. It's just like, yeah, you want to go to these scariest... Here's here's your bulletproof vest. Here are your plane tickets and your bus fare. Exactly. It's like, what's what's his uh, travel agent looking at him like, so... Do you want to get shot? Do you want to get murdered or just shot? Like maybe shot so you have a memento, you know, right. a souvenir to go home with. Oh, shot. Okay. Well, then uh, just stay in Hunter's Point. Don't go to Richmond. Are you going to be bringing your wife or girlfriend with you? Would she like to get raped or gang raped? <laughs> and would she like to have her body burned afterwards or would she like to actually make it to the rape clinic? Yeah. Where? What other uh, vacation destinations are on this guy's agenda here? Compton? Beirut. You know, Baltimore, <laughs> Detroit. It's like, oh, I love to do summer in Detroit. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's such a peaceful place to go travel. I'm doing East St. Louis next year, Jeeves. <laughs> oh, it's going to be quite wonderful. I'm going to tour the um, malt liquor and fortified wine facilities, do some tastings, maybe eat some uh, Popeye's chicken, one or two servings of that, and then I'll be flying back to Manhattan to my Upper East Side apartment. Oh, and then I might go have a little snifter of some Mad Dog 2020 <laughs> exactly. at the Harlem Winery. Oh, it's not, a, it's not a trip to East St. Louis unless you have some of the Mad Dog. The local <laughs> Mad Dog. It's much better than we get up here in the city. In Mad You know Dog. what, though, Wackerly? I, th- I think he has a point there. We don't keep it as real as he does. I think we pale <laughs> in, our, in the real comparison. I think we, it could we be kept more real. It could be we, kept more real. We could be real. a little more real. Yeah. The we never claimed, is definitely not as real as Hunter's Point. We never claimed to be at the pinnacle of real. No. And I, I, I think I'd probably be the median of real. I don't think I'd ever be at that, the, the apex of real. I don't think I could be at the top of real. Like the this median? Guy is. I think maybe like the 75th percentile of, of real. real. I okay. That, that. That's what I'd like to say. Yeah. Well, people, uh, call the Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. We, we always love to hear you deride us um, um, orally. It's nice. We like that. Uh, we got an email here from to the Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com email address. Actually, it's a thought experiment. It's been a while since we've done one of these, so I thought it would be appropriate. Uh, this comes in from uh, Scott Moondragon. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Scott from Iowa trying to distance himself from the show but still participate? Maybe. But let me read through this and then we can comment on it. He goes, if I don't make the cut, maybe you can discuss a thought experiment I've been trying to rationalize. Would you rather bang a dude while a chick sits on your face or bang a chick while a dude sits on your face? Totally naked. The sex is cowboy style with you on the bottom. 
The sitter can either squat or kneel, in parentheses, with the sitter's knees on either side of the city's head. There are no parameters on who you choose to participate, but keep in mind, you won't be able to see the person that you're banging. If I don't get mentioned, then you two can go blow each other and make a podcast out of that, you fucking dicks. Well, uh, we, we actually did that already. We we made a film called Broke Whack Mountain. It's about two very masculine podcasters who were sent to a secluded studio on a mountain and record a daily podcast about dead babies that. and bukkake. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's thrilling. It's a really good. That's movie. back when we were doing a daily show instead of a weekly show. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's it's an old thing, but it, it was great. Broke Whack Mountain. Also, anyway, all he writes oral sex we had with each other. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was that was great. But we did some great podcasting. Um, he writes, keep it sick, Scott Moondragon. You know, with a name like that, this dude's got to be a swinger. Doesn't this guy sound like a swinger? Just this creepy dude with, like, blonde kind of ponytail, maybe a shitty tattoo of some astrological sign. And, I was you know, going to say medallions hanging from a gold chain. Maybe, a, yeah, like a medallion probably and an astrological sign tattooed on his, on his left arm. I'm the Moondragon, baby. And he's faced with this on a you know this dilemma on a weekend basis. It's like, you know, am I gonna bang the dude while the chick sits on my face, or am I gonna bang the chick while the dude sits on my face? You know, or bang a chick while a dude sits on my face. It's like, what am I gonna do? You're in the situation. <laughs> to about to have a threesome. You're a guy, and your threesome is a guy and a girl. Yeah. So would you rather? Bang you really want to bang? You really? And let's just let's like add to the experiment. And the chick is super hot. Right. Okay. That's why you don't just turn tail and run because you're like, oh my, I'll never have any sexual relation with a chick this hot unless I take this chance with this bisexual dude and this super hot chick. So now I have to figure out the optimal configuration. That's exactly what you're trying to determine here. So would you rather bang the dude while the chick sits on your face or bang the chick while the dude sits on your face? Who's the hottest girl like you can think of right now? Rachel Weiss. Really? <laughs> Come on. I like, like her. 40. She's like 40. I like her. <laughs> what about ScarJo? Or, All right, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Let's say Scarlett who's the, Johansson. Who's the hipster indie queen? What's her name? With the big moon face? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Let's, just, let's say ScarJo. Scar, Scarlett Johansson. Scar okay. Scarlett Johansson mm -hmm. and Johnny Depp. <laughs> it's gotta be Johnny Depp with you all the time. I, I'm beginning <laughs> okay. to wonder. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Better. <laughs> I like how you considered that for a second. And then agreed. <laughs> oh, we're gonna say Scarlett Johansson, Ryan Reynolds. I imagine that Ryan Reynolds waxes his nether regions thoroughly. Which not I'm not into male hairless asses and genitalia, but given this situation, I would prefer it. Do you agree? No, I agree with that. I don't want like a hairy butthole in my face. For or women or I male or female. Fucking a hairy butthole either. That's that's true. I mean but, I don't I don't really know the answer to this. I, but keep in mind, you're not seeing the person you're banging. <clears throat> so it's just a hole. Which is why the smooth butthole comes into play. Exactly. I can feel it. I would you know what, personally, I'm gonna go on a limb here and say if I had to choose I think I would choose the girl on my face because I could see that, right? I don't have to have balls like, you know, Arabian goggles on both eyes and a hairy butthole in my mouth or shaved, finely shorn butthole, as you just pointed out, in my mouth 
while I'm banging just a hole that I can't see anyway. Nobody says you have to tongue the guy's butthole. It's just well, going to be it's on just your sitting face. You, on can just, your you face. can just have your mouth closed and have your nose right up against the taint and your eyes closed. And the balls is sitting on that, your forehead. They're on your forehead. It's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> you know he's not. You know he's STD free. Just look at him. And you're banging Scarlett Johansson's sweet vagina, or maybe her asshole. I mean, how many guys can say that? And yeah, I guess and so you can say I, I've never <clears throat> fucked a man. A man sat on my face once. Asterix. While I was fucking Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> but in the other situation, you could be like, hey, did I ever tell you how Scarlett Johansson sat on my face one time? And, and you'd be like, it was so awesome. And then I'd come in and be like, oh, you mean that time you were fucking Ryan Reynolds in the butt? <laughs> Which I would come in and say that in mixed company. So I actually I s- disagree with you. I don't know. I just, I don't want balls right in my face. What if it was, uh, let, now let's switch out Ryan Reynolds for Iggy Pop. Ooh. His balls would be on the floor next to your head. (laughs) (laughs) But let's keep Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I'm I'm just going to stick to Scojo and Ryan Reynolds here. I I, I don't know if Iggy... Okay, what about Ron Jeremy? Ron Jeremy sitting on (laughs) your face? The hedgehog. Ron Jeremy sitting on your face. But, once again, you don't have to suck his cock. You don't have to stick your tongue in his ass. And at least you can say, like... I've got my eyes closed. I'm in my happy place. And at least I'm near where thousands of porn, hot porn star females' vaginas have been. Yeah, but Ron Jeremy's asshole on your mouth. Near my mouth. On your mouth. On your face. This is like he says right here. The sitter can either squat or kneel with the sitter's Whatever. knees on either side of the city's head. Okay, let's, let's give it to you then. Then you'd be fucking Ron Jeremy in the ass while Scarlett Johansson was on your face? Yeah. God, this is a tough. Good this luck, is a really tough. That. This this is a tough thought experiment. It is. I think. I think we should just leave the people with our discussion and maybe let them right. email in. With <clears> their, <throat> or you know, they're just going to call us gay. <clears throat> Whatever we say. <laughs> Whatever you say, they're going to call us gay. But you know what? Let let Look, people I'd, come I'd to their up, own conclusions. I dressed up as Danny Glover from Predator <laughs> Two at cosplay, but you're gay because you want to fuck around, Jeremy. You know, let let them come to their own conclusions. But uh, you know, I, good, I imagine it's a good thought experiment. Yeah, this is a good one. Thank you, Scott Moondragon, for sending that in. <laughs> it's really advice for him, like you said, because he's a swinger. He's got to be a swinger with a name like that. Anyway, people, if you haven't already, uh, I think right now is a damn good time just to, uh, you're listening to the podcast, just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com and click on Forum and join up with the Sick and Wrong Forum. Become a member of the Swarm. Um, I got to say, I love the hairy pussy thread. Thank you, Pazuzu. Did you see that one yet? Yeah, I did. I was very impressed with that because it uh, it surprised me. It surprised yeah. me, and it wasn't exactly what I was expecting. And I like surprised that. me how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, same with me. I had not, you know I was I was I definitely enjoyed the hairy pussy thread. So thank you, Pazuzu. Also, Wacker, I noticed that your prayers have been answered. We have a sick and wrong Minecraft server now. Yeah, yeah, I haven't tested it out yet because I'm going to have to wait till the weekend and I get some real quality Minecraft time opening up. But I'm going to log on to it. My plan is to log on to it Sunday, get some of my Minecraft on, and if it all is working properly and really up, I will tweet out the IP address so everybody else can get on it also. Nice, it's good to have a plan there. What were you more excited for? Just, just, I don't know, just, I'm just wondering here. The hairy pussy thread or the Minecraft server? 
Minecraft. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> something's got to win in that situation. I thought you were going to ask something real, like the first time I had sex or the Minecraft server. <laughs> <laughs> then I would have to think for a little bit. <laughs> and then still settle on Minecraft. So people, there, there, there you go. Sick wrong form. Uh, lots of interesting things going on. Also, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. I know we say this every week, but giving us a rating and supporting us, it's, 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 I would say it's the second best way to support the show. If you don't have enough money to buy a Sick and Wrong t-shirt and wear it around and look cool, second best way to support the show is going to iTunes and uh, giving us a rating and subscribing. Because it really does boost our exposure. I don't know if you noticed today, but we are right underneath Adam Carolla. Right next to the Joe Rogan podcast. You oh see that? boy, what company we're in? Yeah, ride that. I'd rocket. like some more. I like some more Twitter followers. I'd tweet more if I thought more people were listening. Yeah, wah, well, you can wah, you can add uh, you can add uh, Wackerly uh, right on uh, SickerongPodcast.com. dot com web page. Yeah. yeah. Also, thank you for um, of course buying a tea at the Sick and Wrong store. That is the number one way to support the show. We have also, our bad it's the number ass... one badass shirt you could ever wear. Don't yeah, exactly. The the badass Quado t-shirts are available right now. They're limited edition. I don't know if we're going to print any more. And they've been selling like uh, uh, gangbusters. They really have, actually. A lot of people have been buying these shirts. So order one right now before we run out because you know it's going to take me four months to order new ones. I'm so slow when it comes to that kind of thing. I know it. You know it. The American but, people know it. But you know what I want? A couple people have been buying some Quado teas and then sending me pictures. Do that because I'm going to start a Sick and Wrong Swarm or Quado t-shirt thread on Facebook or like a gallery or whatever on Facebook. Of so all send, the t-shirts. Yeah, so of all the t-shirts. People wearing but, them, yeah. But send me your pictures so we can start a uh, little gallery, photo gallery on uh, Facebook of uh, all the Sick and Wrong people wearing their t-shirts. We appreciate it. Thank you uh, for supporting the show in that way. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent directly to the Sick and Wrong P.O. Box. I, I don't know, when, when's the last time you checked the P.O. Box, Markley? Well, it was last weekend. <laughs> no, before that, when, like when two the, months ago? When the time before that? Probably four weeks, at least. Maybe six weeks. Well, believe it or not, we still receive things in the P.O. Box. And that, that, Once that in a while. definitely gratifying. But anyway, sometimes, got... sometimes we receive stuff that's not a legal threat. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's actually kind of nice. Um, we, we received a CD from uh, Mark Silverman. It's his LP, Perverse Milkman Art. And uh, you, you said that he wrote a note saying he wanted us to play The Aristocrats, but you would prefer to play the song called That's What You Do When You're Gay? It wasn't like a personal note. There was kind of a media flyer that, that focused on the song The Aristocrats, which so is wait. based on the, the Aristocrats joke. So I kind of sang... Hey, Mark Silverman, I like you. I like the CD you sent. But fuck you, I'm going to play the song that I like, not the one that you focused on. So was it kind of like a promo thing that was sent to like radio stations, stuff like that, and they're like, play this song because it's the most like outrageous? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Well, you know, I listen to both, and I actually agree with you. I kind of like – I like both songs. Both songs are really funny. And uh, the maybe guy's we can got link a... to his uh, music on the – he's definitely a sick and wrong artist, so maybe we can link to his website or something. He's got a good thing going, great delivery, but we're going to end the show. We're, you know, we're going to go against the status quo. We're going to end the show with That's What You Do When You're Gay by uh, Mark Silverman. Well, people, we'll be back next week with episode 288. Till then, take it sleazy. Good night. Well, you are so gay in so many ways.
Cause I bet that you like to watch Broadway plays And you wear a Santa hat on Christmas Day Cause that's what you do when you're gay Yeah, that's what you do when you're gay And you are so queer And you have been for years You're Christian conservatives Worst fears You always drink wine And you never drink beer Because that's what you do when you're Queer, yeah, that's what you do when you're queer. Now me, I am straight, and my life is great, because I think of women when I masturbate, and I take a girl bowling when out on a date, because that's what you do when you're straight. Yeah, that's what you do when you're straight. And I am a heterosexual man And I like to watch football as much as I can And I fart and I curse and I eat lots of spam Because that's what you do when you are a heterosexual man But let me be frank, you're a good friend of mine I've had some beers and you've had some wine and I've got a secret I'm ready to tell My love life is not really doing that well And if you'd like to hug me or hold my hand I think that it's gross But I understand and I'm comfortable enough In my sexuality To let you have all kinds of gay sex with me Because that's what you do when you're drunk what you do when you're drunk At least that's what I do Sometimes over too But usually just on the weekends And usually just guys I met on the internet Usually just when I'm drunk Hey D, it's me Listen, I I know you told me not to call you on this line But I, what other choice do I have when you won't answer your cell phone? You won't answer any kind of connection that I used to get, you know, pretty readily. Uh, what I used to be pretty, pretty easily contacted to you with. None of that made sense. But I'm kind of emotional right now. Um, listen, if Lance gets this before you, you know, maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe you'll be embarrassed. I don't know. But I need you to call me. I, you know, you can't, after what you did to my face and ass, you can't just scar me like a piece of trash. I'm a human being, pal. A fucking human being. <sighs> Listen, I just, I miss the time we spent together, and, you know, just call me. Bye, baby. <laughs>